You are the universe. You are that which created the universe, and you are everything in the universe. You are infinite consciousness having a human experience, and you get to have a life that is one of joy, peace, and abundance. My name is Karina, I am your host, and you are listening to Beyond Stardust. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond Stardust. We are here with a whole new season. It's been a while. And today I have a really special guest, Christy Holt. She is a happiness hussy and adventure guide. She's an author, healer, a podcast creator, and a coach. Hi, Christy. Hi, and thanks so much for having me on the show. I am super pumped to to chat about, you know, getting unstuck and spiritual things with you today. Yes, me too. I'm really excited. I've been, I've been really enjoying being connected with you on social media and it's just, I feel like we're so aligned in the way that we see um, the universe, reality, the spiritual journey. And it's just been such a pleasure, pleasure to connect with you. And I'm really excited to introduce you to my audience and to hear more about your journey and um, how you got to the perspective that you currently have now. Yeah. Awesome. I'm super excited to share. Okay. So yeah. um, let's start by, why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do first? All right. Well, uh, as you mentioned, I am a self-proclaimed happiness hussy. And um, this this title usually gets a smile out of people, which I love um, because I'm really here on a mission to help other people create more happiness in their life. And so you know, as a part of my own journey from honestly suffering, anxiety, fear of the uncertain, and, you know, just going about life on autopilot and survival mode functioning, I found my way out. And as a result, I can't not share what I discovered because I know that it can really truly help other people to discover their way out and free them from, from their unnecessary suffering. Yes. Yes. It sounds like we've had a very similar journey. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, it wasn't very long ago. I found myself in a marriage that it just didn't feel good. It was a struggle. It was full of conflict. We lacked communication. We lacked passion. We seemed to even maybe lack any interest in one another. And it was the story I kind of tell is, is a little bit like, you know how sometimes you're driving home and you get home and you realize, I hope I stopped at the stoplights and the stop signs because I was in my head so much that I've arrived home and I don't really remember the drive. Yeah. That, that is the point in my relationship where I sort of reached my thought, like, how in the hell did I get here? I mm. felt like I had arrived there, not knowing how exactly I got into that place. All I knew is that I felt pretty hopeless, pretty alone. You know, I didn't, I didn't know who I was anymore. I had kind of gotten, you know, trapped in this idea of what I refer to as just a momitis. So, you know, I'm in my, in, in people's phones as so-and-so's mom, but who was I? I, I honestly, I wasn't really sure. And the uncertainty of that, you know, the uncertainty of my future, not knowing who I was and where I was going, not knowing the future of my relationship it made me feel incredibly fearful and out of control. It, like, it, like the world was conspiring against me. And I also felt 
really helpless to influence the circumstances. And I was kind of sitting around waiting and hoping and, you know, fingers crossed, but nothing was changing. Yeah. And how did you, why don't you tell us a little bit more about how you got yourself unstuck? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I have to admit, it took me way too long to come to what now looking back is a sort of a simple realization that changed everything for me. And it was this idea of like, holy shit, it's, it's me. I'm the common denominator in all of my problems. I am involved in every last one of them. And when I was coming to this realization, I realized I had been you know, following the the societal standards of staying in my relationship to so-called quote unquote, protect my kids, you know, keep them from the, the pain and the damage and the suffering from living in a broken home. But I realized uh, at this time that I was looking at it all wrong. And mm-hmm. what I needed to do was actually completely different than tolerating or, you know, martyring myself in a way people pleasing and trying to maintain this illusion of perfection. And what I needed to do was actually to show them how to truly love and accept themselves. That was, that was my intention. I, you know, we have, we have kids and we want them to live their best life, but I wasn't, I wasn't doing it for myself and I needed to start doing it for myself first. I realized there is no other way, right? Because well, kids don't really listen, right? (laughs) Listening is not their strong suit. And that, that is okay because they're, they're, they're here to listen a little bit to us, but if they were just to listen to us all the time, they wouldn't find their own way. And ultimately yeah. this, this journey of life is really truly about finding our own path, finding our own truth within, and no one else can tell you what that is for you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, um, and was it that around the same time that you kind of shifted and got on a spiritual journey or had you already been on a spiritual journey for a while before that? You know, I would say that I grew up um, Christian. Mm-hmm. My family was not overly religious, but I did attend church from time to time. And there was something drawing me to, to the Bible. Um, but I also at the same time felt like there was some contradictions that I couldn't quite you know, get my head around, uh, some paradoxical pieces of you know, the religious teaching that maybe to me didn't resonate or didn't fit with the way I was interpreting even the Bible. So different interpretations of the meaning. And I just have always been a really curious kind of person. And so I've always wondered why these things didn't line up or didn't match up. And I didn't really totally understand all of it as I was growing up, but I have really over the last number of years, and especially in the last couple of years, come to look at that with a more curious lens and allowed myself to explore different belief systems and different, you know, thought paradigms around spirituality and religion to really truly look for that truth that's within me instead Mm -hmm. of looking out into the world for the world to tell me who I am and what I'm here to do. I started to go inward and to find those answers within myself. Yeah. Yeah. And so here we are and you're in this marriage and you're realizing that, you know, things are not your in the way that you want it to be. And, um, where are you spiritually at that point? I would say I was pretty lost, honestly, at that point, I had been going to church 
and doing, doing the church thing, but still feeling really curious and feeling the weight of those contradictory things. But I don't actually see a lot of it as, um, you know, a lot of it gets sort of like outsourced to say like, well, you know, science and religion don't match up, but I, I completely disagree. And I think that where, where people are seeing a conflict between science and say spirituality, that's quite likely part of their interpretation. And I ultimately see a ton of potential different interpretations of the very same piece of information. And that's what is actually really interesting and fun about life is adventuring through and exploring all of these different things. Ultimately, we're, we're really complex as human beings. And there are too many people out there living in a world that's made of their own suffering. And I just knew there had to be a different way. I really, you know, this, this God of unconditional love, I just couldn't wrap my head around why if God was unconditionally loving and accepting why it was, there was so much suffering and so much pain. And what I really kind of discovered is, you know, that comes from within the ability to shift our experience. It starts with us and it's an illusion that the world around us is creating that suffering. And so to come back into connection with self to me is coming back into connection with your soul, with spirit, with God, with, with the universe, with source, you know, I, I I'm sort of indifferent on the labels because I just think people interpret them in the way that they want to interpret them. So, you know, try on whichever one suits in your, in your interpretation, but ultimately that truth is within us. And in order to get unstuck, we've we've got to take, you know, that radical responsibility and start shifting things for ourselves instead of waiting for things outside of us to change. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, you have these realizations and, and then after your marriage, how exactly did you move from being there, having these realizations, being in this marriage to being where you are today, having this really beautiful, profound view of a self in the universe and um, seeing that nobody's actually really stuck. Yeah. I mean, from that place, honestly, I felt pretty stuck, pretty overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. pretty unmotivated. I was pretty burnt out. I didn't have much energy. You know, I was really stuck in a lot of patterns. And the first step to, to, you know, kind of becoming free of those patterns was to become aware that I was involved with the conflicts that I was having with other people. I was the one, you know, over giving and maybe not, not asking, not even being aware maybe of my own needs, but also not, not communicating them. I was guilty of perfectionism and people pleasing and, you know, being triggered or upset easily and doing all the things to survive, you know, shooting all over myself, trying to meet other people's standards, you know, at the same time, putting up protective walls so that I don't get hurt and hiding away, you know, the real me, because at that point I felt like if people really knew me, they, maybe they wouldn't like me. They wouldn't accept me. They wouldn't love me. And I think the truth is we all really crave to be fully seen, heard, loved, accepted. And, you know, at the end of the day, I really discovered that it's not, there's something wrong with us. It's just that we haven't quite figured out how to, to operate this, this, this human meat suit, this experience here on earth. And so by coming to grips with this, this radical responsibility piece, realizing like, okay, this is me. First of all, 
was, was a little triggering for me because I was like, (laughs) oh shit, like, right. It comes fast, the guilt and the shame. We're so quick to pile that on. And so I would say probably my first initial response to this new awareness was like, oh my gosh, like I've been doing this. This is my fault. Uh, and Mm -hmm. I, I felt, I felt really overwhelmed by that. But fortunately I could also flip that around and see that it it really had nothing to do with fault. And honestly, this is just something that society has sort of like put on us and having the awareness that fault is actually not helpful. It actually keeps us stuck on the problem and keeps us, I kind of call it like problem focused mode, which in essence is solution avoidant. So in order to no longer be solution avoidant, I wanted to move into, you know, solution focused mode and finding new creative solutions and finding a way to actually go about creating the, the life that I truly desired, you know, that happy, loving relationship that somewhere deep down in, I, I knew I was worthy of, yeah. but the world had kind of brought me to this place of questioning, right? And so the methods that I uncovered here is partially the methods that I have written about in my book, uh, you know, which is called Unstuck for Women. It's ultimately about getting unstuck from those overwhelm, like the overwhelming thoughts, the thought spirals, the stories, and all of those things that actually keep us trapped in our suffering to strip that away. Now it's not, it's not about bypassing or avoiding or distracting. It's actually bringing us back into, into a grounded present space so that we can be more intentional, right? This is shifting out of survival mode, autopilot functioning and into responding intentionality mm-hmm. creation right and that's yes. that's where you get your power back yes definitely and i mean i guess i'm just trying to get a little bit deeper into you yeah. know you had these you had these realizations you you really understood this about so how like how did you go from being in this place to where like the shift actually occurred from, you know, where you were aware, okay, this is me. And like, it's, it's only by changing me. And I, and I have to take radical responsibility to like, to the, like, what, is there anything you can pinpoint? Or is there anything that like actually happened where, where you started seeing results in your life? Well, it really, the whole thing is, I think one big, fantastic adventure. So yeah. <laughs> I would say that things shifted one baby step at a time. And Mm -hmm. as I uncovered more awareness and asked more questions and got more curious about the beliefs that I held, right. Um, the mindsets that I was operating under and how they were actually impacting my life at that point, that gave me more awareness about where I could shift things. Yes. So first of all, it was shutting down like the, I call it in my book, the asshole mind. It's kind of like that mental, like that chatter, uh, that inner critic, that sort of inner bully with the negative self-talk and stuff. So shutting that down so that I could actually go inward and listen to myself. And I tell you what, meditation has been uh, a really significant piece of my journey. And I know that people out there be like, oh, I can't meditate. I can't sit still. I can't quiet my mind. And to those people, I would say, you probably need it more than more than people <laughs> who already can do those things. And here's why, because meditation for me is a practice of becoming present. It is about coming into the present moment where 
we can generally look at things and recognize that things are okay in this present moment. And we, we tend to create suffering when we are focused on the past or the future, or yes. if we're arguing with the current reality, which, oh, we humans love to do that too, and argue with this shouldn't be this way, or, you know, this, this isn't how it's meant to be. So, you know, if we can actually just get down to the root of things without those stories, then we can yes. step forward in a in, in an empowered way to start intentionally creating the experiences that we want to have. And from a spiritual perspective, you know, I'll say God, but again, substitute whatever, whatever word, universe, source, the force, uh, all that is, however you like to frame that we have that power within, you know, I don't view God as some mystical being who is out there on a throne. I don't know, casting down unconditional love and then also judgment is that 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 imagery was really conflicting to me and didn't make sense i truly feel this is my truth that mm -hmm. the universe is is essentially within me that we are the universe having these individuated experiences as humans and we're here to you know run the gamut and experience all the things and ultimately I don't believe that things are inherently good, bad, right, or wrong, right? That's this duality that we're operating under. Yeah. But all of, all of those different ends of, of those, you know, spectrums give us perspective, right? And so we need that in order to fully experience this, this humanity. But at the same time, we have the power of the, all that is, or the universe within us to create. And that's, that's reflected in our experience of reality because there is no experience of reality that doesn't come from within us. Our expectations, our assumptions, our beliefs uh, all affect, you know, from a neuro neuroscience perspective, affect our reticular activating system, which is our brain filter to say, these are the pieces of quote unquote reality that we are going to see and feel and experience because they fit right? Yeah. And it's filtering in that which we're seeking. So if we're focused on the problems, it's filtering in the information about the problems. And so we can be missing, you know, amazing possibilities and opportunities where if we can surrender to, you know, all the possibility and all of what could happen instead of getting trapped in those stories and thought, thinking, feelings, if we can break free of that, we can come into this, this, I call it like conscious creation space. And then we can go about choosing the ones yeah. that we truly want to bring into our life. Those experiences that in our heart and soul that we truly desire to have. Yes. Yes. And I love, I mean, we've had this conversation in other spaces where we talked about curiosity and I love that because I think that's such an important thing to, to really approach what's going on in, in your inner world and in your outer world with that sense of curiosity instead of judgment. <laughs> and I think truly like, we don't know what we don't know. Yes. Right? So we don't know what we don't know. And how are we going to figure out what we don't know? By getting curious, right? By asking exactly. questions, by exploring, mm -hmm. by going on, you know, an adventure of, you know, first, first things first, going on an adventure of self-discovery, figuring out 
who are we? What, you know, what, what does feel good to us? Because we've, we've lived in this world. We've been told by the world time after time, after time, what we should be doing right? and what we're expected to be doing. And some of this is blatant. And some of this is just through the systems that are set up. Right. So we have all of this conditioning and, uh, and, and even words, beliefs, thoughts, ideas coming from the collective of all of humanity. And we have to take the time to get a little curious about which ones we're taking on board. Because if we're, we're not sort of being a little bit choosy here, we may not end up on the path we truly want and, or the one that, you know, is, is the one that we desire to be on. Yes. And so would you say that it's because of this curiosity, because of approach, approaching your um, reality in life this way, that that's how you learned all the things that you just discussed about and how you got to where you are? Absolutely. And, you know, shifting this uh, and, and all of the sort of discovery that I, that I did along the way, I love to read. So I obsessively mm-hmm. read tons of books and all kinds of things. And I particularly particularly interested in learning more about neuroscience and how our brain works and, you know, things like quantum physics uh, and, and how, how these things actually all really connect so that it gives us actually a deeper understanding of like what even spirituality is in, in today's language, right? Because there is a big difference between religion and spirituality. And then there's also, you know, some, some confusion around even new age spirituality, people refer to it. And I think that they're, you know, the truth is within you ultimately. So if you want to find the answers, don't go to someone else. They don't have the answers for you. And ultimately, even as a coach, as an adventure guide, I'm not telling you the answers, but I will help you to go within and, and lead you on this journey of self-discovery. So you can find out your truths your, your path, you know, the way that you can create the life that you truly want, you know, break your, break free from all unnecessary suffering, you know, feel more in control of the life that you're creating, but by, in a way, letting go of the control, because that's a paradox in itself, you know, but the more we understand ourselves, the better we are able to intentionally create, you know, as that higher, higher identity, as that higher self, And when we start creating from that higher self, well, we can immediately start to feel and eventually look better in our body, right? Mm -hmm. We can deepen our spiritual connection. We, as a result, are going to see improvement in all of our relationships. And we're going to call in, you know, the the happiness, the peace, the success, the fulfillment, the abundance that is our birthright, that we are already born worthy of and deserving of. And then as a cherry on top, you know, once you kind of come through this journey and realize this wholeness that already existed, right? You're, you're not broken. Mm -hmm. You're, you're human, you're whole human. And it's more of like a stripping away. What's not you to discover your wholeness. And when you, when you do this and you start creating, that's when you, you can't help, but but share with other people, right? And you want to give back because you can see the tremendous transformation in your own life. Yeah. And the, the love just begins to overflow. And then you can't not share with people because ultimately, you know, 
that love just begs for a legacy to be left and the world to be made a better place. And what better way to do that than through sharing love? Yes. Yes. I, oh my gosh. I love that so much. I love that. I completely agree. The analogy that I use is it's like breathing. You can't take in a breath of air without releasing it. And it's the same thing with all of this. It's like all these experiences, all this knowledge, all this that, um, that we learn through either being tapped into the inner knowledge or even outer knowledge. It's like, we can't just take it in. We have to have an outlet for it and share it with everyone else. It's part of the growth of the universe. It's part of the expansion of the universe to take things in and then let them flow out in a way that's, um, that's almost kind of been like not transformed by us, but is in our own unique expressions. And we all know from studying early on in our educational careers that the best way to really truly learn and understand something is to teach it, right? So to process it to a level of understanding where we can now share that with another means that we have truly embodied that, that understanding. So, yes, you know, that's a gift in itself is that whole process of, of bringing that on board and truly embodying that. Yes. So you said that you're an avid reader. I am too. I love reading. I, um, yeah, I am always in the middle of like five different books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a, like one book that you could say that you, that absolutely transformed your point of view or your life? Mm-hmm. I could probably pinpoint a whole bunch in yeah. very different <laughs> areas. I'll take it really back to sort of more the beginning, I guess, of my personal growth journey, I I think is what I'll, I'll call it. But, you know, I I don't think that you can necessarily have a a spiritual journey without a a personal growth journey. They're interconnected. Um, and this was one of the first books that I really read that shifted things for me out of, um, just of simplifying in a way that felt a little bit more doable. And it was the compound effect by Darren Hardy. And I know this one's a really common, commonly referred to book, but it really does encompass this idea that we can make the biggest change with small steps because they compound. And so instead of attempting to, you know, go from A to Z, which, okay, the, the professional accountant of my earlier adult life in me, uh, which might be hard to believe that I used to be a professional accountant, but here we are (laughs) all part of the journey. Um, that part of me, that very analytical part of me um, really likes to have the whole thing mapped out. Right. And so this also ties back into our, our touching on surrender and letting go too, because I think that a lot of people out there, the way that we deal with uncertainty in life is to fucking map it out. Yeah. And, and we think that when we have it mapped out, that we will then feel ready and that we will just go through those steps and easy peasy lemon squeezy, it will all work out until we hit a road bump. Yep. Which inevitably happens probably at step A because that's <laughs> ultimately if it doesn't happen at step A it's probably happening at step B just to remind you that there is no way to avoid the uncertainty of the future and in fact even attempting to avoid the uncertainty is very limiting because uncertainty is where the magic lies where yeah. the opportunities that you don't know about exist right and if you're closing yourself off to that infinite amount of possibility 
well, you might be really missing out on what is truly, you know, meant for you and, and having this amazing life that you deep down have this nudge that you should be creating. Yes. Yes. My ex-husband used to say, um, you know, want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. And I always thought that was so true. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, the more we try to control the outcome, which is what we're trying to do, right. We're trying to control this, this uncomfortable feeling uh, about the uncertainty by, I don't know, telling ourselves basically it's, it's really all self-preservation. We tell ourselves I'll do it when I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just need to get some more information. Um, I'm waiting for these, these things to line up, but when we're doing that, we're focused outside of ourselves again. And what I have figured out over the last few years in my journey is that the answers are within me. <laughs> and I just yeah. have to keep coming back to that. And the more I release the, the specifics of the plan, the control over the plan and the outcome and how things are going to unfold, because let's be really honest. Like I have no control over that. Like this, that is like trying to chase perfectionism. It's, it's not freaking possible. So what that does, this holding on this, this desire to keep your finger on this control actually prevents you from accessing the possibility and opportunities that are outside your comfort zone in, you know, this, the the quantum fields, even if you will, and our opportunity to expand into that. Yeah. So we end up, some people call it self-sabotage. I actually really think it's more of a self-preservation and it's, you know, our, our body and mind's way of keeping us safe, learned past experiences, lots of them from childhood or even you know, passed down intergenerally, intergenerally, well, I can't say that word, <laughs> intergenerationally, here we yes. go, um, passing, passed down to us completely, perhaps unbeknownst, unbeknownst to ourselves, right? Yes. And so if we're not curious, that shit will be running on autopilot below the surface. And we just seem to keep cock blocking ourselves. We keep getting in our own way. We keep reverting to the old habits because they're familiar and we don't know why. We think, oh, I just don't have the same motivation that so-and-so has. They just have it easier. I just have bad luck or all of these crazy kind of thought spirals, right? That will send Mm -hmm. us off into more stories, more suffering and keep us stuck in sort of this place where not only are we suffering, but we also don't know how to stop it because it's like an automatic response. And so how do we slow that down? Well, I talk in my book about my spiral stopper method. We, we need to biohack that, that physiology, right? So that we can interrupt the patterns and the autopilot response long enough to gain some conscious control of, of our response. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And this is how then we can start to create significant change in our life. Yes. Yes. And what you mentioned earlier, what you call those inner voices, those inner parts. Yeah. The asshole mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But That's just that part of that filter, right? That mm-hmm. is actually completely working for you and delivering back to you yes. that which you're focused on. And then, uh, but we don't, we don't always like that because we often focus on the things we don't want. And I'm guilty of this too. I spent a lot of time 
you know, circling back to that time in my marriage, I knew very clearly what I did not want. And I spent a lot of my thought life cycling that shit around in my mind. And guess what I continued to see and experience more of what I did not want. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And people talk about this from a law of attraction perspective. And so I'm just sort of explaining what people might've, might've understood from this law of attraction perspective in more of a neuroscience perspective they're both valid, right? It's just different ways of explaining the same sort of concept, but what we focus on is what we, what, what comes in to our, our brain filter and what do we end up experiencing? This is, this is what I mean by we're creating our reality because when we're doing that, we're blocking out everything else. Yes. Yes. I I really think that that's another key thing that you mentioned about these, these inner voices, these inner, these inner pieces that are, like you said, they're not actually trying to sabotage us. They're trying to protect us. Have you read um, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks? I have read that one. Yeah. And he talks about the upper limit problem. And mm-hmm. I've read a few other books too that, you know, specifically speak about self-sabotage. One that stands out uh, for me is, uh, oh, and I'm going to get his name wrong again, but uh, it's called Stop Doing That Shit. <laughs> oh. His name is... Gary John Bishop. I just was having a brain fart moment. I couldn't remember his last name. (laughs) Gary John Bishop. I'm reading another one of, or listening to another one of his books uh, at the moment. And he really talks about why this mechanism works as well. And I I love him. He's very blunt and to the point and is like, there's no bullshit. Yeah. Which sometimes we need a little bit of that, that tough love to just wake us up. Because like we said before, don't know what we don't know. And how are you going to do better if you continue not knowing? So instead of just, oh, this is just the way it is. This is just the way I am. No, science has proven, first of all, um, it's not just the way you are. And you can continue to, to, you know, change your brain, reshape your brain, restructure your neural pathways into a way that actually gives you freedom. And the only thing that is stopping you from doing that and having that unfortunately is you and this other piece of you, maybe you want to call it the ego. doesn't matter again, labels, blah, whatever. Um, (laughs) but this, this piece of you that just wants to keep you safe and it roots from childhood oftentimes in responses that we had in order to literally survive. And so we continue through life. And when remotely similar situations come up, our brain's so efficient this way, it will call without even your awareness, call up those previous experiences, probably from childhood that are wired in there and be like, holy shit, we're going to die. Yeah. (laughs) So it's extreme. It's a reaction that often like when you're experiencing, you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know where that came from. Like, this is probably a bit more than the situation warranted, but I can't, I can't stop myself. And Mm -hmm. it's because it's not it's not coming from an awareness thing. So this isn't at all about like blame or fault or any of these things. It's just coming to an acceptance of there is this part of you that is fighting for your survival. And the way to change that is to get curious, to uncover where it's coming from. So ultimately you can embrace it and bring that into this fullness, this wholeness that you are as a human yeah. into your experience, loving all of that, you know, and when you can do that, that's like I say, really you're opening to start creating with intention. And that's when you can start calling in the, the freedom, the peace, 
the the energy, the confidence, the love, the the relationships, the you know experiences that you want to have. Yes, and and you know we were talking about the law of attraction and manifestation when it comes back to these like inner pieces, these inner protectors. They are also like part of the manifestation process, yeah. right? So it's like you're yep. saying, oh, I would like to call in X amount of money. And then there's a part of you that's going, nope, stop. Money's not safe. I saw yep. this and, you know, I witnessed this and I know that money's not safe. So no, I do not want to manifest money. And then you're wondering why money's not showing up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that is definitely, definitely the case. And, you know, we talked on my podcast. So if anybody wants to check that out, you can find uh, the episode that I had with Karina. And we talked a lot about manifestation and those missing pieces, right? There's a really big energetic piece. And so I think the early law of attraction teachings maybe weren't super clear on the energetic piece of it and gave this idea that you could just like wish and hope and pray and that your, your dreams will come true. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, only positive thoughts, only good vibes, that kind of thinking, but that is actually blocking off part of your whole ass humanness. Yeah. Right. And saying, well, this part's not okay. Right. Ultimately we are whole and that and and coming to this place of really loving and accepting ourselves as a whole means calling in and embracing those, those parts that are really challenging for us, that are really hard for us to love and accept those ones that we want nothing more than to hide them away so that nobody can ever know, including ourselves. So, you know, we will do this by uh, drinking or binging Netflix or online shopping, or, uh, I literally took up running to run, run away and avoid, mm-hmm. avoid facing my marriage. Um, which I guess is, you know, in retrospect, a healthy-ish choice, I guess. <laughs> um, but literally, you know, I, I was running away. I was avoiding it. And actually the more that we resist those things and looking at those things and the more we try and hide them away, the, the more the shame builds in, in this sort of deep space within us and the more suffering we have as a result. And the more we resist those things, like the more they persist, the louder they get, the the harder it gets for us to sweep them under the rug. And we find them following, following us and poking up and, you know, in, in a classic asshole move mind, reminding us of, you know, what we're not at the least, the least helpful times. Right. And so then we end up reacting instead of responding. And again, Mm -hmm. we get sucked into this autopilot survival mode functioning. And the only way out is through. And so getting really aware, getting curious, asking the questions, and this can be really hard to do on your own. Um, because we don't know what we don't know. And it can be really hard to uh, essentially you're, you're trying to look at the shit that you don't want to look at. Yeah. And, um, you know, our, our asshole might again in, in the interest of staying safe is like, nah, we're not going to look at that. Right. <laughs> so, so it really can be helpful to, to do some of this work with someone outside of you who can offer, you know, a neutral perspective and help you to explore yourself, explore, ask the questions, 
right? And dig into those things that, you know, if you were asking yourselves the question, you'd probably stop short of because you don't really want to go there. Um, and it just helps us to go a little bit deeper and uncover the stories that we're telling ourselves, the beliefs that are, that those stories are built on and how we can shift out of any of those stories, beliefs, mindsets, habits, et cetera, that are keeping us stuck. And, you know, so that we can take control, get out of survival, get into thriving, getting into consciously creating with, you know, intention and lights our fucking soul on fire because that's what you're meant to be doing. Exactly. Yes. Yes. It's supposed to be about following your joy, following your play, following your expansion, not just like wake up, have a, sometimes a good day, sometimes a bad day, doing the same thing every single day. What's really supposed to be an adventure. This, this thing called life, right? (laughs) Yeah. And it's, it's meant to be fun and play and like fun and play are not just for kids. Like somehow we grow up and it's, um, I'm, I'm not going to point any fingers, but the capitalist system um, (laughs) really let us down this path of feeling a, that first of all, we can never be good enough because it's built on this need to prove ourselves and prove our worth, prove our value by working hard. Yeah. And so as long as our worth and our value is tied up in this idea of having to prove it or earn it or work hard to achieve it, we will continue striving towards something in, in the way that is never going to get the result that we want, because the truth is all of those things that we want, our, our value is innate. It is inherently worthy of everything, of all of the joy, happiness, peace, success, abundance, all of it. And we don't need to do anything, Yeah. but we're, but we have this idea from the world that in order to have those things that we want, we've got to go and chase it down, right? We've got to go change our circumstances outside of us. And that keeps, it's kept me chasing the illusion for a really, really long, way too long time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, and if you look from why that is, it's like, we're, you know, the way that the capitalist structure is built is to have little worker bees to go and like yeah. make all this stuff for, for consumerism and to make the world go around and then they made it into a moral thing. So then we start to yeah. feel guilty if we don't play our little <laughs> part in this, in this machine. <laughs> yep. And you know, and that's that in my experience, even will go all the way to the other extreme of feeling lazy for ever taking a moment of rest. Yes. Right. And I know people relate to this because I have talked to them and they have said like, oh, I can't rest. Like I feel immediately guilty. I feel immediately like an unproductive, lazy sloth the moment I sit down and take a breath. And that is a problem because we are not meant to live in this world of constant hustle and go, go, go. Like, honestly, this is what is forcing so many people to live in survival mode on autopilot. Mm -hmm. Because mm-hmm. our brains, our bodies, our, our humanity is not built to withstand constant stress. Mm-hmm. And yet the yeah. world we live in is a constant source of stress. So we're all suffering from this, this chronic overload, this chronic stress, and it's affecting us in ways that we're completely unaware of, right? Mm-hmm. We might be snappy with our partner. Um, we might be 
not caring for our body in, in, in the right ways, we might be avoiding and doing specifically unhealthy things, uh, just to avoid or distract ourselves to, to numb ourselves out. And we're, it's really this illusion because the way to fix it is to come back into connection with self. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you become one of the, like the living dead. You just, like I said, wake up, you have your, your routine, you come home, you have your cocktail, you have your dinner, you go to sleep, you do it again on the weekends. You might have a little time to do something. You might have little glimpses of like, oh, this is fun. I get to take a vacation this week. Woohoo. I have it get to have some fun, but it's yeah. like, it's part of this walking dead. And yeah, it's like you become numb to your inner, but you become numb to yourself. And when you're numb to yourself, you can't even enjoy those little glimpses as much as you could. Yeah. Right. Because right. We talked about this before where you go, you taking, you're taking you. So if you're not feeling, you know, good about yourself, well, you're taking that not good about yourself feeling with you, even into those fun moments, even onto that vacation, even into those moments of rest. Right. And then that's when that asshole mind can just pop in and just be Mm -hmm. like, you're lazy. Yeah. And if you don't have those, you know, the ability, first of all, let's just clarify here. You are not your thoughts. So when these thoughts pop into your mind, if you don't have a strategy to interrupt them, right. And take stock of what you're actually consuming by way of your own thoughts, because they're, they're not you, you as the observer can decide which ones are actually going to help you move forward and which ones are really just ultimately of the asshole mind trying to keep you safe. Is it really one or the other? And so once you can create that space, that's that brief moment, you know, so we can move through the, the survival mode reaction phase, which is, you know, generally like 30 to 90 seconds. The amygdala is like, Holy mm-hmm. shit, we're gonna die, flight or flight or freeze. Yeah. Or <laughs> uh, whoa, oh my gosh, what are we gonna do? If you can just move through that without reacting in that moment, right? Because you're not, that's not your space to, to respond. That's just a space to react on autopilot. And this is your past replaying day after day after day and completely, you know, feeling like you're out of control because your autopilot's running the show, right? Yeah this part of you is driving this, this bus right to the supper fest. And so you want to take back over the wheel and stop circling around the same block over and over and over and go on a new adventure, right? So we don't do this by creating a little bit of space so that we can then respond, right? And intentionally choose, how do I want to show up in this moment? You know, and what is the experience that I wish to create here? Because if we can take that pause, we can change that trajectory. Yes, yes. Yes. You have such a wealth of knowledge in the in all of this um area with the human, with the human development, with the with the personal development, the personal, um, the inner shifting in order to create a different outer reality, which I talk about all the time. Um you said for yourself that your spiritual journey was very much intertwined with this personal, um, inner self-development journey. Can you, can we talk a little bit about how your spiritual perception changed along this? Yeah. I mean, I really, like I said earlier, I was taught that God was out there. Yeah. And so the biggest shift that I had was 
you know, shifting that understanding to really, and the quote I really love is, uh, you are the ocean in a drop Rumi, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> and I also, I like to even expand that and say that we are both the ocean and the drop, because I really truly believe that we are both an individuated human piece of all that is. Yes, and at yes. the same time, because we have that, that all that is of the universe within us, we are incredibly powerful. Yes. And instead of outsourcing to anything or even to assuming that there's a God out there, right. That would, that would indicate that you're, you're seeking outside of yourself when ultimately I truly believe that wealth of knowledge that you're looking for that truth that you are seeking those experiences that you are seeking all mm -hmm. start within. Definitely. Yes. Right. Because we are both the ocean and the drop within and, and that's this both and right. Yes. Instead of either, or it's more expansive. And when I look at does a belief or mindset or perspective help, help me to be more expansive, to help me to go after what I want, or is it limiting me and keeping me in a box or, uh, in my comfort zone? Yeah. And if it feels sort of restrictive, then I know that that's, you know, that's not the one. Right. And I can then shift out of that. Now that I'm aware, like, okay, so here's the, here's what's kind of going on. Now I can shift that because, Hey, I am the ocean in a drop and I have the power of the ocean available within me. And I can call on that at any moment. Yes. Yes. Um, there's another quote and I don't remember the exact quote. I can never remember it, but, um, it's about, uh, enlightenment is realizing that you are a wave or you are not just a wave, you are the ocean or something like that. I'll have to look it up. I don't remember it right offhand, but that reminds yeah. me of that one as well. Um, is there, was this just something that kind of opened, that kind of opened up over time, over along your journey, mm -hmm. or was there a moment where you had a realization of like, oh my gosh, God, God or source or whatever label you want to put on it isn't out there. It's, it's me. It's within me. It's in, within all of us. Yeah. Honestly, I read a book by Wayne Dyer that really shifted some of that for me. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, I couldn't recall which particular book it was or much else about it. The takeaway that I really had though, was from that funny enough, sort of around affirmations and drawing on that personal power within, because for me, this, this idea that God is within me is empowering. It is a, mm -hmm. a gift. It is flowing infinite power within me and a lot of people and and my you know past religious teachings would have said like oh my gosh no no <laughs> you're, you're not that powerful like leave that to god that's 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 god's business but this small perspective that like wait a minute if i'm created in god's image and you know we are all pieces of 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 the whole and yeah. that means I have the power of that whole available within me. And yes. that means, you know, the biggest takeaway I took at that time, because I was, I was also looking at doing some affirmations and it gave me a whole nother level of 
energetic feeling into those affirmations. Because while perhaps my human, human version of Christy didn't feel like I am enough. Yes. This understanding that I have all of, all of, all that is within me, the power of the universe within me, then obviously I am enough. And so it helped me to sort of bridge that gap between this, these feelings of my human not feeling good enough, which is, I think at the root of a lot of suffering is our, our stories and our beliefs and our feelings around us, not measuring up to, I don't know what some generally impossible standard as it goes, right. (laughs) It's something that we can never, never attain. And so it keeps us always in pursuit and it keeps us actually distracted from the truth that we already have within. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, ultimately coming back to the book that really just opened, opened my perspective to actually start embodying the power of the, all that is within me. And it's not to say, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm God and all of this, but I do have, you know, all, all potentiality within me. This is part of being a whole ass human is that we have all possibility and all opportunity. You know, we can even on and off our, our genetics, you know, they're, they're proving more and more, you know, we also have basically create a magnetic field, which literally then magnetizes to us those, those things that are for us. So the science is kind of now catching up to the, the spirituality and first of all, fucking here for it. Um, yes, <laughs> finally, uh, we're having something really scientific and more concrete for those analytical types, which I, I personally kind of love, <laughs> kind of love reading and, and exploring and learning. Okay. Well, this is a concept, but how does it actually work? Like, I love knowing that stuff. Yeah, me too. And, you know, and then, and then I really, truly think that part of my mission here on earth, like I, I have this big vision to really create a massive impact, to leave a massive legacy, to change lives everywhere I go. Uh, and this is by showing people who, how, how to create the life that they want, right. How to create the happiness, how to, you know, and, and this starts with getting unstuck, right. <laughs> Which yeah. is what I book Because when we're stuck, we don't know what we don't know. And we need to just get that little bit dislodged, right. Interrupt those patterns and habits long enough to consciously choose how we're going to show up and what experiences we're going to create. And, you know, ultimately I really think this is how we're going to change the world. Yeah. Yeah. Right. From the inside out. Yes. One soul at a time. And, um, whether, you you know, spiritual or, or not spiritual or spiritually questioning, it's all okay. It's all part of the journey. So, you know, no matter where you're at, the answers that you're seeking are within you. Yes. So if you're looking for some support and guidance with that, be sure to find someone who's going to help lead you back to your truths, back to your answers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just to reflect a few things that you said, because I completely agree, uh, discovering that you are the universe, that you, that God is in with you, that God and source are within you, that you are the, like you said, the drop in the ocean and the ocean in a drop, that really then opens up that awareness and that knowledge, like you mentioned earlier of being like, no, 
I am not a broken human who needs to become whole or needs to create this thing or needs to heal. I am a full, whole, healed human who gets to release these stories, who gets to release these pieces, who gets to integrate and love on these pieces. That way um, I can go back to recognizing and seeing my wholeness. And to me, that's what healing is. It's not about patching back the pieces together because you're never broken, right? It's about uncovering and seeing in its glory, your whole ass humanity, right? And seeing how whole it is and accepting all of those bits. And I'm going to throw out another book into the mix that I read that I thought was just a really fun way of, of really looking at your shadow is called existential kink by Carolyn Elliott. And she really like, it's just a fun way of looking at is really like embracing these pieces that you, those ones you really don't want to. Um, but recognizing that there's a part of you that is this way. And what that part of you is needing is to be integrated, right. To mm-hmm. be And instead of resisting, which again, what we resist persists. And so we can't avoid it. It's actually meant to be brought up. And and this is why our triggers are actually amazing gifts because they highlight to us a piece of ourselves that is, you know, ready to be loved on and ready to be learned from and ready to be accepted so that we can move forward and, you know, have that, you know, wholeness reflected. Yes. Yes. And to me, this is really what, when I, t- I talk about a lot about, about walking the walking two paths, walking a dual path. And that is the path of recognizing our wholeness, recognizing our pureness, recognizing the fact that we are the infinite consciousness, recognizing the fact that we are God's source while also acknowledging that yeah. there's this human who has all this stuff going on. And we get to, we don't have, cause a lot of the, a lot of the teaching, I, t- I interview a lot of people who are non-dual teachers or do non-dual work on my podcast. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff in non-dual is like, well, there's nothing to heal because we're already perfect. There's nothing to fix. There's nothing. And from my perspective and my experience, both personally and working with others is that like, you get to walk both. You get to acknowledge Mm -hmm. that, um, that you can work on the human while also Mm -hmm. acknowledging your wholeness. Yeah. And I think that is, that is the journey, right? Mm -hmm. Integrating all of those parts into one. And there are different parts. And so we would just be simply bypassing to ignore some parts and say that these parts aren't, aren't important enough to look at. No, they, they are there. They exist. Those human things are coming up for a reason. The reason is part of our experience and we're, they're coming up, they're ready to be looked at and loved on and, you know, integrated. So uh, to me, like this, this, this journey of healing, which again, insinuates that there's something wrong. And so I don't necessarily love saying healing, but to me, it's sort of like an uncovering. It's like an unlearning. It's a Mm -hmm. stepping closer and closer to this wholeness, right? And stepping closer and closer in these two, these two journeys, like maybe your, your more spiritual soul journey and your, your human piece of that. And sometimes we need to work on those human pieces, right? We need to biohack that physiology because it may not be conducive to these paths one day merging. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's about like, it's about they're there under the surface and it's just bringing them up, up, bringing them up into conscious awareness, bringing them up into like, you can use the word, the light, whatever, bringing them up. So that way they can 
be brought back to their pureness and their wholeness. Exactly. And it's about, you know, ultimately really accepting those things that may feel really hard to accept because, you know, to, to quote, like Matt Kahn, like what, what we need in those moments is more love, not less. Yes. Yes. And I am actually really excited because I, I know I'm going to want to pick up your book and read your book because it is very clear that you are very knowledgeable and, and you speak about this in a very understandable way. And so I'm excited to read your book. Can you talk a little bit more about that and where people can find your book? Yeah. So people have told me that reading through my book is like having a conversation with their best friend. It is, uh, I am not someone who, who was here to write a bunch of stuff full of fluff and bullshit. I, I want to give people the tools, the practical tools that they can implement straight away yes. so that they can, you know, biohack their physiology so that they can interrupt the overwhelm and the overthinking and the destructive thought patterns, gain control over you know, their emotions and their thoughts so that they can actually create that significant change that they're looking to create, you know, they end up then building a a relationship with themselves, right. And going out and confidently creating the life that they truly want. And so my book, which is, you know, generally marketed towards women, but could be helpful to both men and women. I certainly have had some men read it and give me amazing feedback as well from their perspective. Um, but you know, I share my story in here. This book is, is for you. If you feel like you're, you're not good enough. And then also at the same time, like you're too much, it is for you. If you have a repetitive loop of thoughts and emotions that you can't seem to get a handle on, it is for you. If you find yourself like perpetuating the patterns, those very patterns that you actually want so desperately to be free of, but they just keep coming around and and you just aren't sure how to stop it because despite your best intentions, those habits just keep reverting to the autopilot. Yeah. And you know, this book is for you. If you found yourself saying like, Oh, it's just the way it is just the way I am. Uh, Like, I feel like there's something a little bit more, but I, I don't know where to start. This book is where you can start, right? Because this is about shifting out of, out of that autopilot and into taking your life into your own hands. And so you can find the book uh, on Amazon. And, uh, I also have a new course coming out that is kind of like the next step, uh, as well, which is called the get the fuck unstuck adventure. And so to piggyback on, uh, the book is really ultimately about shutting down the, the thoughts, the overwhelm, the overthinking, the, the negative chatter. And, then the the course, the Get the Fucking Stuck Adventure is ultimately 21 perspective shifts just to take you even further out of that survival mode and have you consciously creating as your next level self. And I like to do this in a very gentle way. Um, each of these perspective shifts, I just encourage people to try it on, right? And yeah. sometimes it's it's terrifying. It's too fucking scary to think about changing your beliefs. And that's okay. I'm not asking anyone to do that. What I've just done is compiled some, some food for thought, right. To have you considering, to get you curious about what's going on underneath the surface and how you might be able to start shifting those underlying thoughts, beliefs, mindsets, et cetera. And along with that, your, your habits and your actions 
that are going to take you into the future that you really want. Right. And so I just do this by suggesting people try it on, you know, try on the idea that you are already inherently worthy of having your dreams come true. Right. Try on the idea that you are already whole, that you're not broken. You don't need fixing. You may just be kind of stuck in a human, humanish kind of, of way. And that's okay. It's It's about let's figure out what you don't know that's keeping you stuck so that you can move forward with confidence and, you know, become what I like to call unfuckwithable, which ultimately is just, you know, really feeling like you can ride the wave. Like you're not affected as much by the things that are going on around you because, you know, even when the world around you is like a chaotic storm, you will know that the eye of the storm, that inner calm, that inner peace that's within you. And you have the power to call that up at any time. Yes. And I will link these in the show notes and the course is going to be starting right when we air this episode, right? The course is uh, right now, the time of recording open for, for pre-registration and it officially is open uh, February 6th. So yeah. Great. And so then if you're interested in this, I recommend going to the show notes, clicking on the link and signing up right away. So you don't miss much of anything. And, um, I want also, why don't you mention your podcast? Yeah. So my podcast, and, uh, you know, anybody who loves Karina is going to want to check out the episode that we recorded. It just, uh, released here in January and we talked about manifesting happiness. Ultimately my my vision with the podcast is sharing inspiring stories of women overcoming because when we see these empowering stories of women going through, you know, whatever struggles they have and coming out the other side, it gives us more hope. It gives us uh, a, a window into what's possible, what opportunities might exist for us. And it also, you know, allows us an opportunity to be seen and be heard because ultimately I think that that's, that's the catalyst for true transformation is to actually feel seen and heard, loved and accepted right here, right now with whatever, whatever mess you're in the middle of. Yeah. And that is how you can become empowered to start shifting out of it, right. To, to, to get the courage maybe to do the vulnerable things like digging, digging deep, right. Asking the difficult questions, having the difficult conversations, like that does require a great deal of vulnerability and courage. And, you know, if, if anybody out there is looking for some support to do that, you know, reach out to one of us, because we would love to help you sort of do that, that uncovering that unlearning and that exploring. Yes. That was the next thing I was going to say. I was going to say that if anybody resonates with what you've been talking about, if anybody's looking for some deeper support in these areas, where can they best find you? Well, I do mostly hang out on Facebook, um, mostly because Instagram cuts me off with how much I can say. And I like to say a lot. So, uh, (laughs) I love hanging out on Facebook, but I'm also on, you know, Instagram and, and other places too. The easiest place to find all of my access points, including social media links would be on my website. And you can also find the information on my website about the book, including the book links and the podcast as well. Uh, The podcast, by the way, which is called Create Your Happy. 
Uh, I don't know if I mentioned that earlier, um, but all of those can be found on my website at coachchristyholt.com. So everything kind of conveniently in one place right there. Perfect. And again, I'll link everything um, in the yeah. show notes so everybody can easily just go and click a link and be right yeah. there. And I highly recommend reaching out to Christy to work for her, work with her if you um, if you feel a calling to do this work that she's been talking about. Just have somebody supporting you in bringing the stuff to the surface and getting unstuck and really, um, really having somebody reflect these these questions and these um, beliefs that you may not recognize from your perspective because you're stuck in in your current reality and your current perspective. It really, like Christy said, it really helps to, it helps to have somebody to work with. And it also makes the work quicker and a lot easier. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I think we could all benefit from having uh, an adventure guide in life and uh, someone to help, you know, mentor us to hold space for us, to remind us that we are loved, that we are seen, that we are heard, that we're valued because um, it's so easy to get stuck in those loops that, you know, again, that asshole mind telling us that we're not. And so yeah. sometimes it's going to be really helpful to have some mentorship along the way, because it is hard to shift from, from that, that really stuck space to complete freedom. I mean, certainly it's a journey, it's an adventure. It's a, a step-by-step day-by-day moment by moment kind of journey. And so we can really benefit. And I know I have for sure have benefited by having some mentors in my corner, you know, cheering me on when I, I didn't feel like I could or reminding me of my, of my, my gifts and my quality, good qualities and, and the strengths that I had when I forgot, which we do a lot, we forget. Right. And uh, just to help, help be that, help be a little bit of that safety while I was learning how to create it for myself. And that's, that's ultimately what I want to be able to give back is to help hold that safe space for other people and, and to teach them ultimately how to create that safety for themselves. I don't want to create dependent clients who need me forever. Right. You know, there is a benefit in having long-term mentorship without a doubt, but it's not because you need to continue learning in that way. It's just because we all really are meant to live and do this thing called life in in community, not by ourselves. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's another thing I was going to say is like, yeah, it's really helpful in the big, in the beginning of the journey, but also for me having support and mentorship, even no matter what stage I'm at has always been really helpful because sometimes you need to just have a place where you can just lay it down and just um, not carry the whole, carry everything on your shoulders, especially when, if you're creating new things and entering new areas of expansion and entering new er uh, arenas in your life. Yeah. And absolutely a mentor will, will help you go further, faster and with more ease and flow. Like there's no doubt about that because we are not meant to do this alone. And, you know, our, our inner work. Yes, of course, that is our inner work. But like I said, first of all, we can be resistant and hesitant to do some of that, which is really uncomfortable. And that is like for obvious reasons, because we are, are, we're designed to stay safe and protect ourselves. And so that can feel like a threat, but also because of this sort of blind spot that we might have, and it's just, it's much more effective and efficient to have someone help us navigate that. Right. And then 
you know, as, as this is a, a lifelong journey of, of unlearning and maybe learning and shifting and growing, there is always some kind of new level. Yes. And it's nice to have someone having your back, cheering you yes. on and, you know, giving you just even a safe space. Sometimes it just really helps to talk things out. Right. Yes. I know that for sure with some of my past mentors, I've sent them a, a message, you know, voice message of what's going on. And then just about as soon as I finish sending it, I'm like, Oh, actually, never mind. <laughs> like <laughs> I worked it all out just in leaving you that message. But if I didn't have that safe space to leave that message, that might not have happened. Right. Yes. So having that safe space is really crucial. And for me, my mentors, the ones that have really helped me go the furthest, the fastest are the ones that have just guided me back to myself. Yes. Right? They have held space and accepted whatever, whatever, you know, my good days, my bad days, my, my nonsense, my own, my own inner bullshit, if you will. And, you know, in a very loving way, helped direct me back to myself me back, you know, find my way back to my truths and help me to meet out a path in order to continue living in a way that shows yeah. my truth, yeah. my, my way and my understanding. I 100% agree. Yes. Okay. So, um, so yes, if you're interested in working with Christy, reach out at or join her program or at least get her book because yeah. that is going to be really transformational. And is there anything you'd like to leave the audience with before we say goodbye? Well, as I always say uh, in my sort of tagline, I I love you. Like, you know, there's nothing that you can say or do that would shock or surprise me or that would be uh, something that I I would not love you. So I just want you all to know, all of the listeners to know you are immensely loved and that I'm holding space for you. And I love to do some, some epic shit. So, you know, if that calls to you, hit me up, let's, you know, happiness hussies unite and let's go and change the world. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being on here. It's been such a blessing and I'm so grateful and I look forward to talking to you soon. So, uh, this will be released soon and thank you everyone for listening. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening. This is a weekly podcast with new episodes released every Wednesday. Please rate five stars on your favorite podcast platform and share this podcast. If you would like to reach me about my coaching and mentoring programs, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Karina Levon. To be featured on this podcast or for other inquiries or feedback, please email me at beyondstardustpodcast.gmail.com. See you next week.